Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, My First Season. My name is Greg, and in this podcast, I interview travel writers and people who work for resorts, hotels, cruise ships, and airlines, and we'll talk about their experience in travel and tourism. My guests today and I worked together in Club Med Cancun in 2004-2005, and I was quite shocked to hear that it was her first season when I contacted her previously to ask her about if she would be willing to come as a guest. And she said, insisted that was her first season. I was beyond shocked. And we're going to get into why I was so shocked uh, in a moment. But uh, everyone, I would like to give a very warm welcome to calling from Toronto, Miss Shannon. Shannon, what, what? How are you? What, what? Boutique. Hi, Greggy. <laughs> How are Thanks you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming on. Like I told you, I was so afraid to reach out for you because if you would say no, so there's certain people that would crush me if they said no. I'm fine with people saying no, but you especially <laughs> would have crushed me well, if, you, if, if you didn't want to, which is understandable, but I just, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. So thank you for saying yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I'm, I feel honored. All right, good, good. So I think you might've listened to a few, so you know how it starts. We're going to ask you to go back in time, but um, I have a true or false question for you because you, you mentioned okay. something because uh, I'm from Montreal. Uh, true or false, you have two degrees from Harvard of the North. Is this true? <laughs> true. <laughs> okay, so McGill, as you know, McGill University of Montreal is called the Harvard of the North for some reason, even though Canada doesn't have an Ivy League system. All right. So since I work for Concordia, the rival university, are you able to tell me what uh, what degrees you have and uh, why McGill? Is it because you couldn't get into Concordia? <laughs> Actually, um, I did get into Concordia for modern dance. No. Um, and shut I got into McGill. Wait, shut up. Are you, are you wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're spinning gold here. Back up. You applied to modern dance to Concordia? This is true, right? Yeah. So I went to okay. an art high school. It's true, of course. In, in, I went in to Toronto? an arts high school. Uh, that's right. Um, I double majored in dance and theater. And um, I applied for five universities, only one in fine arts and everything else in arts. I got in to all of them. And then my sister was at McGill at the time. So I definitely knew I was going to go to Montreal. I accepted Concordia. And at the very last moment after a conversation with my dad about being a fine arts professional and where that could take me in my future, I switched my uh, I switched my acceptance to McGill instead of Concordia. And what did you take at McGill again? Sorry. So I did a um, I actually did one degree in um, like I did a Bachelor of Arts and I did a double major in American history and sociology and a double minor in anthropology and women's studies. Good Lord. Thank God. For, 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 <laughs> yeah. Thank God for a good dear old dad. Huh? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. So we know you're from Toronto, Ontario. Okay. So how, how was, and when did you finish your studies around what year? 2003 in May is when I graduated. Okay. So how did you find your way to Club Med? What happened? Interesting story. I was um, like most recent grads, aimless and not sure what I would do. So I was studying for the LSATs and I wrote them and I did well. Um, so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll go to law school. That's what I'll do next. I was, I stayed in Montreal. I didn't come back to Toronto. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to spend the summer here in Waitress, um, pick up some shifts and figure out how I want to apply, where I want to go 
to law school, all that stuff. So after maybe three or four months of waitressing, I was, I had met someone. Um, she was also a student at McGill spending the summer in Montreal. And she, we became friends and she told me that she did seasonal work as a GO in Club Med. I think it was, I thought it was Copper Mountain, but I'm, I'm going to change my mind and say, I think it was Crested Butte. So she did one of those ski villages as like a seasonal geo. And the more she told me about it, the more I was like, I don't want to go to law school. <laughs> I want to go to Club Med and be a geo. So I decided that um, I wanted to be a part of that. So I it was so funny because I actually saw an ad. This is, I'm dating myself, but back in the day, I saw an ad in the paper where you could um, audition to be a geo. So I went to this audition and they never called me back. <laughs> but okay, hold I up, did, stop, um, stop, stop. I got to know. Did you do a modern dance thing for your audition? Okay. Tell me, you got to tell me about the audition. What did you actually do on stage? Oh, I did. <laughs> like, and in retrospect, I feel like I embarrassed myself, but it was at a hotel. Um, and uh, was this, wait, in wait, in Montreal. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Yeah. And I had prepared, it was to an Alanis Morissette song and I had prepared a modern dance. Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 what song, honey? Give it to me. <laughs> don't, don't just <laughs> ignore that and go on. No, no, no. You don't get off that I, easy. I was like a little embarrassed. <laughs> no, no. I want to hear, I want to hear the song. Which one was it? Isn't it ironic? <laughs> okay, perfect. Which, yeah, which as you know, lyrically made no sense because that's not the very definition of ironic, what she sings in the song, but okay, go ahead. So you, what, what kind of dance did you do? <laughs> like, I think a very bad one to a song that well, had, did well, well yeah okay okay no but uh, okay it's hard to do so was it jazz tap rap what were you uh, ballet I mean, what, what kind of modern like what kind of I did style a lyrical I did a lyrical dance so modern dance and um, kind of the same style I would have um, studied if I went to Concordia okay sorry five. for my sorry for my ignorance I've never heard of lyrical dance what is that it's like modern you know okay. kind of ballet but a little less strict okay all right um, lots okay. of contractions and expression through your art type of a thing Please say someone videotaped this and there's like, just a, copy, <laughs> a copy of this out there somewhere. This is like, this is like Robin, no. this is like Robin Sparkles moment, you know, on how I met your mother. So there's no, there's no copy. Totally. Okay. I'm going to search the internet today. Okay. Jenny Sparkles. All right. So you leave. Uh, <laughs> so did you know, I mean, did your friend tell you anything like about the hours? Well, you know, seven days, well, maybe six, seven days a week, Shannon, it's a lot. Of, or did they tell you this at the audition? Did they give you any insight into anything at the audition? Or did your friend tell you everything you needed to know? She basically just said it's a bunch of young people uh, working all the time, uh, crazy hours, um, and it's the most fun you'll have in your life and the best experience. And that was a big sell for me. Okay. And so you leave the audition and you, you waited how long to get contact? Well, so they had given us a name of an effector um, who was in charge of sending people out of Montreal. And they said, you know, follow up if you don't hear anything um, in, in a couple of weeks. And I hadn't heard anything. So I followed up and I followed up for a year until I think oh. I must've bombed my lyrical okay. dance or something. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. So, so your okay. So your interview was in 2003 and now we're in 2004, a year later. That's right. And okay. I had since moved to Toronto okay. Um 
fully abandoned the law school idea and was just really set on going to Club Med. Like it was in my head and I just, I had this feeling that it would be amazing. So I just was pushing for it. So every month I would contact the effector and say, just following up. Um, it was a real exercise in persistence and tenacity. And I would just say, is there anything for me? And sometimes I got a response. Usually I didn't. Were you willing to do anything or were you specific about what you wanted to do? Well, the thing is, Greg, I had no hard skills, really. Like I wasn't sporty at the time. So the only things I could <laughs> you had the history degree, come on. <laughs> exactly. Um, I could have bored the guests. Um, anyways, the, the one thing I did have experience in was retail. So I had asked, or I had put my name down to be a boutique geo. Um, so working in the boutique and because I, I had a background in that. So I said I would do anything, but really the only thing I could have potentially done at the time was working in a boutique. So you, okay. So you hounded them. You're, you're persistent. Mm -hmm. I mean, so um, how did you react when you finally got the call? So I, it's so funny. I remember this so clearly. Um, I had said to my mom, I'm going to try one more time. And she said, you know, there's still law school. <laughs> you can still, <laughs> you can still do that. And I thought, okay, maybe this isn't meant to be like, I believe that everything happens for a reason. So I messaged the effector and I said, just following up one more time, I'm really hoping, you know, that there's something available. And she called me immediately. So, and this was, there wasn't really a lot of cell phone action at the time. So the home phone rang, I picked it up and she said, can you be in Cancun in two days? And you said, no, wait, I'm going to law school. <laughs> no, <Okay>. That's right. <laughs> Cancun um, law school, Cancun law school. Yeah, it's a pretty clear choice to me. <laughs> That's right. So obviously I was so ecstatic and um, it was, you know, it's winter months, I would say like closer to March. So yeah, like maybe just a little under a year after I had auditioned. Um, okay. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. So go ahead. No, yes. Uh, you probably had no idea what you're walking into because you hadn't met your chief yet, the great uh, Hendel. You probably didn't know how stacked the team was because, and here, so here's why I find it shocking that you were first season because I assumed the whole time I, I knew you there one year that you had at least five years or more experience at Club Med because you were so polished, you were so energetic, you got it, you were always there, you're always helpful, you're always smiling, like you were, you were like, like you, you figured, it, I can't believe you figured out it immediately like that fast in your first season since none of us were asking everyone back then, hey, where was your first season? And I recently <laughs> spoke to Joker when you told me that and he was beyond shocked as well because oh, I, can't, wow. I, I can't think of anyone else where they're for, where you were that like like we were all in awe of you because wow this girl must you know have some, some seasons under her belt to be this this amazing so this is why I'm, I'm i'm beyond shocked that that was your first season i never would have known ever that's how good you were thank you. oh thank yeah. you i'm blushing yeah no no it's a, well deserved and then you and then you're you joins and you were part of that that amazing team which Hendel had stacked if you call all the all the living legends that were there you know <laughs> so but you probably weren't <laughs> aware you weren't aware since it was your first season right like what you were walking into you probably thought that yeah. was a normal team right I'm guessing <laughs> I, I did um I, I mean I didn't know what to expect but that I think that was the best boutique team I had in my five years at Club Med like it was just it was like you said like the personalities the energy like I remember being like oh my goodness I've hit gold here like I am home you know when I started working there oh yeah just a quick question had you ever gone to a, a resort before like a, a vacation resort no okay 
All right. So, all right. Okay. So you're, <laughs> you're getting set. You're in your first week. Yeah. Did you, um, so you're, you were, yeah, you were, you had a good, uh, yeah, good. You had a very good boutique team, if I recall. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Becky and uh, who, who else was on the team there? Um, Marilyn, That's Nancy, right. yes. um, Adri. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Joelle, who was dating Ross, who was in tennis. <laughs> yeah. Adri was the head of boutique, right? From Brazil. Yeah, so when I got there, it was Sophie, but she was only there for like a week because it was the change up of seasons, right? Uh, so I was a new geo. She was the chief of boutique. She gave me my integration for a week and then Adri came. You arrived, I guess, uh, April, May, correct? That's right. Yeah, that's around the time I, I arrived as well. Okay. Yeah. Did you experience any kind of culture shock when you arrived at all? Or club men culture shock, I'll, I'll call it. <laughs> totally. Okay, <laughs> like, like, like what, for example? Well, first of all, there was just this incredible like, influx of people speaking French everywhere and even though I'm Canadian it was just it was totally different and you'd sit down at a table and you know I just I just want to point out that um you mean French Canadian, from France right because you you were in Montreal for quite a bit so do you mean French from France that's right yeah. so like Canadian high school French does not prepare you <laughs> to interact with people well from and, not, France. and not only that you're probably so used to the Quebecois accent when you're studying at McGill, yeah. that then you have encounter the French accent, which is uh, wildly different. And uh, the words, some most words are really different than what we use here in Quebec, correct? That's true. And some of them, if you mix up the different words, it's embarrassing for you. So there was that. The other thing was, you know, even in my first and second day, like I had a, a vague idea of what Club Med was based on what my friend had told me, but I wasn't expecting to see people parading through reception and costume holding platters of fruit and like singing songs and like fruit passage like that was a big culture shock to me and then going into a club med culture shock or going into the restaurant and um, there would be people, you know, dressed up as blackjack dealers, like geos um, dressed up as blackjack dealers or wearing costumes at the entrance of the restaurant. I didn't know that that was going to be a part of Club Med. Did you ever get used to the Speedos, Shannon? So many Speedos. <laughs> I, I miss them. <laughs> okay, because so, you must have had the odd guy walk into the boutique in just a Speedo, right? I'm sure that's that's happened. Correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> And the geos wore speedos for <laughs> for shows and stuff. Yeah, it yeah, happened all yeah. the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Did you have any trouble adjusting your sleep schedule? I guess. Like, did you get used to the hours pretty fast? Um. Yeah. Like, I I, I was surprised at how. I mean, I think I was prepared to work in the boutique and, you know, do the shows, but I didn't know you had to wake up at like three in the morning to do an arrival or a departure or, or, someone to or, or rehearsals were at 1130 midnight. I bet you weren't counting on that as well. <laughs> no, I wasn't. But, you know, I never blinked twice about it because nobody really complained it was like that's what you do and if you want to be a geo get in there and I was like I definitely want to be a geo so I mean I thought of it as something that was kind of like it was challenging but it was also you're with all these other geos that are in the same boat and it's like it's like family you know doing the stuff you have to do and it was fun are you one of those first season nerds that ran up to choreographer and begged beg to be in, in the shows or and did you mention no, your, totally. your, your lyrical dance number uh, to, isn't it ironic? God, I love, I, I so love that you did that, Shannon. Oh my God, this is, this is so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he 
piece if you ever find that, which I okay, I'm I'm going to the deep darkest recesses of the internet today. Okay, I'm going to Russia, Uzbekistan. I'm going to find this video. There were there weren't smartphones. Um, oh, that's true. Back in the day. 2003, right? Damn it! Oh, too bad it wasn't. <laughs> you seven. just have to. Okay, use I'll, your imagination. I have been this whole time we've been talking. Okay. okay so, so, so did you approach the choreographer or the, or the choreographer approach you? Well, it's an interesting story because I remember the second night I was a geo, I hadn't met um, the chief of village. Uh, so the general manager who was Hendel Duplessis, the great all praise Hendel. Um, I hadn't met him yet, but I remember um, the girls of the boutique were kind of showing me around and they said, we have to do the show, wait here. Um, and after the show, you know, we'll, we'll come get you. So after the show, Handel led everybody to this big basketball court for crazy signs. And there was like this little ledge um, where some of the geos would get up and do the crazy signs. So those dances um, for the GMs so they could follow along. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> so I jumped up on the little ledge um, right beside Handel. I had no idea what I was doing. And um, I remember so vividly, the girls were like, Shannon, Shannon, no, get down. Like, you don't know what this is. And Handel, who didn't know me, he just saw that I had a badge on, put his hand on my shoulder and said, she stays. And I stayed up there, tried to follow along. I probably looked ridiculous, but I had the time of my life, honestly. And afterwards, um, Hendel introduced himself and he said, you must be the new boutique geo. And he said, I love your energy. Have you met Gina? And Gina was the choreographer. So he introduced me to her and um, I just said, I want to do everything. So she actually made me the lead in one of the shows. Well, this is probably, I don't recall that moment, but this is probably why we all thought, you know, you, were, you weren't, you weren't first season because you, you know, any other geo who'd been like, first of all, what the heck is a crazy sign? What are these people? doing it's like a cult and and we wouldn't have jumped up you know to learn it to learn it you're down in the pit right you're in the mosh pit with the other sweaty yeah so you were like no so that's probably from the from the get-go from the jump you were no no i'm getting up there i'm doing this look out you know totally and i think it was amazing yes okay i couldn't recall because i did i do recall meeting the choreographer i couldn't remember her name because she she was just finishing up her time there correct that's right so it was gina who was i think she was dating yusuf and then um who replaced her was jesse i believe yes that's right yeah who was at the beach she went from beach to choreographer you don't you don't see that too often (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly that's the beauty of Club Med. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, all right, you're in the boutique. I assume you're you're looking around what other people do, but you you don't want to change. You 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 want to stay in the boutique, correct? You know, I I when I got there, um, I didn't think I could do anything else. So I I wanted to be in the boutique. But um, after you know after a few seasons, I was interested in sports and and trapeze and stuff. But in the first season, I was so overwhelmed that I was learning like all these different things, how to be, how to be in the boutique. Like, so there was that kind of more formal job, how to be in the shows. And like, I had performance experience, but not, you know, it it was totally different. It was like, you'd finish your shift at the boutique, run out, eat dinner in like five minutes, make friends with some of the guests and then run backstage, get your makeup on. Like it was, it was crazy to wrap your head around. So I was happy to just learn the ropes of the position I was in. Did they still have the uh, the blacklist when you were at the boutique? You know, those geos that might have exceeded their their means and they tried to sign for something. Did they still do that? Uh, or did you I know? think you were on the blacklist, no? Oh, oh no, God, no. I, I saved it. No, <laughs> no, not even in the first season. I always came back with money, but uh, 
No, but that was a big thing back in the day. Like, uh, oh, I totally like, remember that. So, did they have something in Cancun, like some kind of list? They might have not called oh, it a yeah, blacklist. Oh, black... oh, there was. Okay. There was, yeah, there was definitely a blacklist where you couldn't serve certain geos because because they went over the limit. Was it cigarettes the usual the usual culprit? <laughs> uh, yeah, and then other other things that we won't mention. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Thank you. You're welcome. So July rolls July rolls around, and mm-hmm. this was my confusion when July rolled around. It's July 14th. It's Bastille Day. Did you know what the heck was going on? Because I sure didn't. No. Okay. I did not. Okay. Good. But I knew I knew that it was a big deal. Okay. I knew that. <laughs> All right. So you, you, you didn't know you didn't know why you were attacking a prison on the beach and throwing flower bombs. Okay, you didn't know what was okay going on like I did. Okay. No, uh, but again, like I was like, I'll wear whatever costume. I'll put whatever on my head. Just tell me where to be, and then we'll figure out the logistics after. <laughs> good attitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's what being a geo is, I think. Yeah. And another part of the geo, let's, let's get back to those crazy signs. Did you? I'm dying to know if you had a top three at Cancun because we there were so many introduced there, and you know, but there there were there was a staples, the staples, but there were so many new ones there. Um, and of course, um, each certain geos had their own and their own personality. So, did you like any any top three that we did there? Not that I've ever thought of it this a million times, but um, number one would be Tom McKay. Oh uh, yes, Tom McKay, I remember that one. Yeah, like that crazy booty shake so much yeah that fun. was like an upper body twerk one i that's how i i, I recall <laughs> it it was totally upper, upper body twerk <laughs> over totally. and over I'm okay I'm okay, I'm okay now Tur- corner corner turn corner turn yeah i, I heard after that <laughs> my, my, my chest and then there, hurt okay. yeah it will totally and then you'd do the show and then you'd be doing the crazy signs like i no wonder everyone was in such amazing shape right <laughs> yeah just like <laughs> Moving all the time. Yeah, we we tomacate all those calories off. Uh, what, what, what other ones did you like? Um, tomacate was the first one. Um, I think the classic hands up, the club med hands up, baby hands up. I think that was one of my favorite ones. And then the last one was one that um, I think Joker did. Um, one of the, I think he was a land sports geo and he did the Hey Ya, the outcast song. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. And he was so animated and like it was just, and the GMs loved it because he'd get up there and shake and be crazy. So I'd say those are top three. I'll tell you a funny story about that because I was with Joker <laughs> in Punta Cana when I broke my ankle, you know, 2003 had to be sent home. So I'm in an, I'm in, a, I'm in an HMV on uh, St. Catherine Street, which is no longer HMV. there. And that song comes on. I immediately like the song, Hey Ya. And I say to myself, I bet you Joker is going to make a crazy sign for this. Fast forward, yep, to Cancun. And there he is. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and, that, and I never forgot it. Like every time it comes on the radio or like one of my playlists, like I still know the moves. That's yeah. Well, this is, this is what happens to me. Like I, yeah. So are you ever in a grocery store? Do you, you, do you hear a song from Club Med and you have to physically restrain yourself from moving side to side and clapping? Does this happen to you? Totally. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy, right? After all these years, yeah. you're still like, stop it. <laughs> you're in public. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, another thing I want to ask you, uh, I don't know, it just, just occurred to me recently, this question, because it happens to me and other geos all the time or ex-geos. Do you ever get the, the recurring dream where you're back working at Club Med, like literally like for a whole day? Oh my God. I get that all the time. Okay. Like, I dreamt about Club Med last night and that's a true story. And um, I, because I'm like somebody who thinks everything happens for a reason, I have seriously considered that maybe this is a sign. <laughs> that I need to go back and be a yes. geo again. <laughs> happens all the time. Seriously. That's true. Yeah. No, that, yeah. These, these dreams still, I wouldn't say haunt me, but I still get them, which I find surprising because, uh, you know, I don't, I've been working at Concordia for 13 years. I never dream about Concordia. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Maybe, maybe there's something there. Okay. <laughs> I have some ideas about that, but we could talk about that another yeah. time. <laughs> Let's get back to, I mean, despite the language barrier, you know, you're very extroverted. So even though you had to eat meals with guests three times a day, you were, that was nothing for you, correct? You weren't shy? No, I wasn't shy. Like I was so excited to do it. And there was, I I believe there was a two geo per table rule. So meaning, you know, in order to disperse the workers amongst the guests, you couldn't have more than two geos at a table. So it was really like, it was cool because you got to sit with a different member of the staff um, usually. And then, you know, you'd have to pick a table um, that didn't have any geos. So you would literally go into the dining hall and you didn't know where the lunch lunch, dinner, breakfast was going to take you because you might be sitting with people from France or you might be sitting with people from somewhere in Canada or the States. And that was so cool. So I never, I never had a problem with, I loved it. Like I met so many GMs and, and it was awesome just to talk to them and hear their stories and stuff. Now, now hear me out. I'm getting to the part where I'm going to ask you for a story. Now, listeners, Shannon has agreed to abide by my (laughs) no swearing, no (laughs) hookup stories policy. And she agreed under she, she agreed under mild mild protest. So this is this is correct, right? Shannon, you, you agreed, right? Okay. That's totally correct. Okay. Yes. So do you have any funny experience or it doesn't have to be funny or any experience, weird thing that happened your during your first season? It's not really so much funny, but okay. um it doesn't have to be. I have yeah, I have this, I mean, it's this story, uh, there was a, a group. So the the resort was rented out for a week. By who? By by a group called Cookie Lee. So they sold jewelry. Okay. Um, and I believe they were from the States. And the people who were the top performers, so um, sold a certain quota of jewelry, were gifted this trip. So they worked towards um, earning this trip to Cancun. And it, it was, I remember this so distinctly, it was a Saturday to Saturday. And we, I went to pick them up at the airport and um, they were like, it was some women, some men. It was, it was a total mix of these really excited salespeople who were like so thrilled to be having a trip. So unfortunately for them, it rained every single day from the moment they got there to the moment they left. So that was seven days of pure rain. And I remember this sticks out in my head because they were the best group of people. Like, I think that was the most fun week I had in Cancun, hands down. Like they had the best attitudes. They were so excited. Like nothing was going to get in the way of these people enjoying their time, even though the beach was totally messed up because of the rain. And it wasn't just like 
rain here and there. It poured rain for seven days straight. But I remember being in a geo meeting while they were there and uh, the chief of village was saying, okay, guys, like I really need the geos to shine. Like I need you guys to step up because we need to make this really special for the GMs. Like we need to make this an incredible trip because of the rain and they're all here because they earned it. And he was likening their personalities to geos and saying like they, they understand the power of hard work and connection. And that always stuck with me. And I just remember running with that. And I, I still have somebody, if you can believe it, um, that I met uh, in 2004 that I'm connected to on Facebook who worked for Cookie Lee and was a GM at that time. Oh, that's nice. I know. And being first season, you probably didn't know how, how rare it was because when you're, you know, a geo with a few seasons, you, you, you learn that a week of rain is the worst thing that could happen because usually some guests get very <laughs> angry, violent. Oh, they want to know, totally. they want to they know exactly when it's going to stop raining. And the only season I did where no one cared was in Australia, of course, because the Australians are the most laid back people in the world. And they said, is the bar open? I'd say, yes. Think, well, what do I care if it's raining? You know, so that's, pretty rare that you got a whole group that really didn't care that's exceptional <laughs> yeah and it was so cool and I just remember their attitudes always stuck with me because they were like yeah it's raining but oh we can play shuffleboard or we can, you know we can do like indoor aerobics like they just had such great attitudes and I think you know as a geo that that's what it's about is having a great attitude and facilitating um, an amazing trip for people and um, they made that so much easier you know and it was really fun to be around them were there any managers employees well, managers besides Hendel that stood out to you that made a good impression on you your first season? I mean, could be, regu- could be regular geo, could be, you know, your response to service, you know, anyone. Oh, any kind of geo? Yeah. Um, yeah, like I think for me, it was all the girls in the boutique. So Adri, who was the chief um, of boutique, she made a huge impression on me because you know, I was still young and kind of naive and, and I had an idea of what managers would be like, but, you know, and, and granted this was like a different setting, but she, she made everything so much fun. Like she'd come in and say, we have to do inventory. And, you know, if you don't know what retail inventory is, it's like the worst thing in the world where you like sit there with a scanner and scan every single item in the store. And we do that for hours, but she'd come in with mojitos and, you know, she made it fun for us. So that always kind of stuck out to me, you know, cause she, she walked the talk. So, you know, if sometimes we'd have rehearsals at like seven in the morning for um, like some of the shows. And I remember one night, it was a Thursday night. We all went to Daddio's, which was like the big thing at this club in Cancun. And we went with the geos and the GMs and we got back at six 30 and Adri, Adri was in the show um, as well. And um, she said, go to your room's put your geo shirts on and we're all going to be at rehearsal at seven. And we showed up in the auditorium that we've been out all night having fun. And that's kind of, I think when I learned, like, you know, if you want people to follow you, you have to walk the talk kind of a thing. Wow. Okay. Let's go back to Daddio's. Did you, was that your favorite club in Cancun? Did you have a favorite one? I just went where, <laughs> I just went where the people went. Like I didn't okay. really care. <laughs> hey, you know? There's, there's beer, right? It doesn't matter. Right? Okay. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Did you get to meet any celebrities your your year in Cancun? Or? No, not that I can remember. I have a vague memory of a B-list celebrity, but I can't remember who it was. So it okay. couldn't have been that's, that exciting. That's why there's a B-list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Your season is 
coming or your year is coming to an end. Did they, yeah. did anyone ask you, Hey, Shannon, where'd you like to go next? Did you have to fill out a dream sheet? I don't know if we had dream sheets back then, like your top three destinations. Did that happen? Um, well, so <laughs> in retrospect, I was like a very cocky 24 year old, but I didn't want to go anywhere um, where there was kids. And the only option was Turks and Caicos. So I filled out my dream sheet with my top three choices as Turks and Caicos. <laughs> so Turks and Caicos, Turks and Caicos, Turks and Caicos. Okay, sure. That's right. <laughs> and I remember Handel was like, Shannon, I'm like, that's, that's what I want. Um, and I was lucky enough to get it. So after a year in Cancun, um, I was sent to Turks and I spent a couple of years there. Okay. Did you have fun there? Oh my gosh. It was amazing. Okay. Um, not, it wasn't the same as Cancun. Um, just because I feel like there's a magic to the first season, but it was pretty cool too. Damn it. You stole my next question. Okay. So. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's okay. Because I, I like to ask that question. If if you feel your first season was magical, or maybe you don't use that word, but, or would you, you know, ascribe that word to another season? So, so you said it. So for you, because it was your first one and the team that, that one was your magical season, correct? I would say so. Like I, it's because I didn't know what to expect. So everything was like a new experience for me. And, you know, it was so, I just remember being like, I don't know what this is. Um, I don't know where it's going, but I like it. <laughs> and it's so much fun. And when I got to my second season, I had a blast, but it was just the first season, you know, it sticks in my kind of sticks in my heart as something that was really special. And I still have connections with a lot of the people that I spent my first season with. Are you still in touch with the, some of the boutique team? Yeah. Oh, okay. totally. Great. Great. Yeah. So, and as you went on in Club Ed, did you find yourself comparing your seasons to your first? I mean, yeah, <laughs> like it was more like the team, like the the boutique team. Like we had this crazy, like you said at the beginning, it was just a lot of heavy hitters on that team. And, you know, I remember we made tank tops with puff paints and we, we put our names on the tank tops and we put boutique, what, what, because that's what we would always say. And like we wore them out in public. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, that was, I never found another connection like that with a team. Like I found people that I was friends with in the team, but not a team that came together the way that my first season team did. Was it you that started the what, what? Or who I mean, did? I don't remember, but I would love to take credit for it. I'm, I'm going to say it with the group effort. Well, I, cause I always recall you, like you guys would like the boutique team would charge and force to crazy signs after the show. But I always remember you leading the charge and doing the what, what? So I thought, <laughs> what, what? So I thought it was you. But <laughs> anyway, I, I, I associate you with what, what's cause it was a, you know, it was a great, because we know like, uh-oh, boutique team's here. Okay, look out. Boutique <laughs> in the house. <laughs> we had so much fun. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us from your first season? Um, there's one thing I will say that was so crazy. Um, yes, please. So, so, so basically... I've kept up with looking at TripAdvisor, you know, just, you know, I go down memory lane uh, sometimes and I'll look at TripAdvisor, what people say about Cancun, you know, uh, Club Med. And I was reading recent reviews and this was like, obviously before um, the pandemic, I think it was a 2019. Um, and I was reading a review that somebody had left in 2019 and they, <laughs> so crazy so they were like oh we love Cancun we've been coming here for years um you know all the geos are amazing our favorite team was 2004 boutique and we loved Shannon and her energy and so I'm reading this like 
you know, however many years later, like 15 years later, about somebody who, you know, was writing a review in 2019, who remembered me, <laughs> remembered my team. And I just thought that was the craziest thing. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. Wow, this is an incredible story. That's wow. Talk about flattering. Jeez. <laughs> I felt famous. I well, feel sure. famous. <laughs> Especially from the amount of time that passed, you know? Totally. Wow. And back in Cancun, did it ever happen where you couldn't, you couldn't handle it, but you handled it? <laughs> Don't handle it. Handle it. Um, I still handle it, you know? like you do? Okay. Yeah. That's something I've learned as a takeaway. So you, from say, like, so you say like a WWHD, what would Handle do? That's what you ask yourself, right? <laughs> what, what would Handle do? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I, hope he, I hope he listens to these. I'm still trying to get him to come on. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Okay. This has been a, a really great time. I really want to thank you for sharing your story with us. I'm, I'm so happy you came on. Really happy. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, if you, uh, and let me, one last question, if you, uh, if you know of any geo or if there's any geos or future geos listening, should they, should they try it? Oh, absolutely. Um, like I was so flattered when you asked me. And then of course we had a, we had that little chat, um, just about the ground rules and and some of the things that you (laughs) might talk about. (laughs) Yes. You, you agreed to the no hookup stories and no, no swearings, but (laughs) Not that I ever did any of those things. No. But yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so, but, but when you and I chatted, um, just to talk about this ex- experience, after I got off the phone, I went through, you know, all my old pictures and I wrote things down that I remembered. And it was such an amazing kind of trip down memory lane because nobody in my life, aside from XGO, is really asks about my experience as a geo you know they don't you know they can connect to it the way that somebody like you could or or probably some of the people that listen to this or, or would come on as a potential guest so i totally recommend it okay great well thank you again shannon really appreciate it and uh everyone that was miss shannon from toronto we will see you all next week bye bye